In the Aftar of Parshas Noyach, we find that when Hashem talks about the Mabel, He refers to it as Mei Noyach. Ki Mei Noyach Zoisli, Noyach's water. And this is very strange. Why is it labeled as Noyach's water, when it was everyone else in the generation besides Noyach that caused the Mabel to come? In fact, Noyach is the only person in all of Tanakh that the title Tzaddik is bestowed upon. Not the Ovis Agdoshim, not even Moshe Rabbeinu. So why is he being faulted to some degree for the Mabel? And the Mepharshim explained that although Noach was a tzaddik tamim, a perfect righteous man, but he wasn't a leader. He had absolutely no influence over his contemporaries. The Baal Shem Tov asks a very interesting question. Why was Noach told a selecha teva? Teva means a box. A selecha sfina, make yourself a boat, or selecha bias, that would have been more appropriate. Why did Hashem use the word teva specifically? Says the Baal Shem, in Hebrew, teva also means a word. Hashem was hinting to Noach, Aseilecha teva. This entire Mabel is dependent on your words. You can prevent this catastrophe with your words. Your words of inspiration and encouragement can impact your entire generation. However, Noach didn't get the message. He was focused entirely on saving himself and his family. As the Pasik says, when Hashem ushered Noach into the Teva, He says, Boy Teva. You and your family enter the Teva. For you alone have I found righteous before me in this generation. Hence, May Noach. He is faulted for not trying to save his generation. However, the question is, why then didn't Noach try to reach out and inspire his generation to mend their ways? How could it be that he received direct communication from Hashem himself about the impending destruction and he remained silent? He built a teva for 120 years and he couldn't convince even one person to repent? The Kedushas Levi says something very powerful. He explains that Noach didn't reach out because he didn't believe. It's not that he didn't believe in Hashem and all that he promised he would do. That he did believe. Rather, Noach didn't believe in himself. He didn't think that he, one lone person, can make a difference in the destiny of the world. Noach had no vision in the power of each individual in shaping and molding the world. Noach should have believed in himself enough to realize that his words and his rebuke and his actions would make a difference. Rashi tells us that Noach meketane emunahoya, classically understood as Noach lacked faith that Hashem would carry out his plan. However, the Kedusha Slavi explains that Ketana Amuna is a description of Noach's attitude towards himself. He thought that he was a Katan. He didn't have the Amuna that he could make a difference. He didn't admonish his people before the Mabel because he had no confidence in himself. He didn't urge anyone to repent and turn their lives around because he thought he couldn't possibly change anybody. Rashi makes a very enigmatic statement. Noach Meketana Amuna Hoya. Noach lacked faith. Mamen ve'ena mamen. He believed and he didn't believe. What does Rashi mean he believed and he didn't believe? Either Noach believed or he didn't believe. It can't be both. But perhaps Rashi is hinting at this idea. Mamen, he believed in Hashem. Ve'ena mamen. But he didn't believe in himself. He didn't have the belief and trust that his words can have such an impact, such power and potency to save the world. Rab Tzaldek Leblin says something incredible. Every year should frame this and hang it up on their refrigerator. Just like it's incumbent upon us to believe in Hashem, 
Likewise, we have an obligation to believe in ourselves. Just like we must never lose faith in Hashem, we also have to remember to never lose faith in ourselves and believe what we do and what we say matters. I'd like to share with you an incredible story. The well-known speaker and author Rabbi Manus Friedman was once called to a hospital to see a Jewish teenager who was suicidal. The boy was despondent and depressed. He felt that he couldn't get anything right. He attempted to take his own life and even his suicide attempt failed. The hospital staff saw that he was Jewish, so they decided to call a rabbi in an attempt to lift his spirits. So Manus Friedman arrives to the hospital, not knowing what to expect. The boy is lying in his bed watching TV, a picture of utter misery, black clouds of despair hanging over his head. He walks into the room, and the boy doesn't even look up. And before he could even say hello, the boy says, If you are here to tell me what the priest just told me, you can leave now. So slightly taken aback, he asks, So what did the priest say? He told me that God loves me. And as you know, that is a load of garbage. Why would God love me? What is there to love about me? This kid could see nothing about himself that was worthy of love. He achieved nothing in his life. He had no redeeming qualities. Nothing that was beautiful or respectable or lovable. So why would God love him? The rabbi was in a tight spot. He needed to touch this boy without patronizing him. He had to say something real and fast. But what could you say to someone who sees himself as worthless? So he tells the boy, you may be right. Maybe God does not love you. And this got the boy's attention. And now he finally looks away from the TV. He wasn't expecting that from a rabbi. So now looking straight at the boy, he says, maybe God does not love you. But one thing's for sure. He needs you. Now he really had his attention. So he continued, the very fact that you were born means that God needs you. He had plenty of people before you. He already had 7 billion people on this world. But he added you because there's something that only you can do and no one else can. And if you haven't done it yet, that makes it even more crucial that you continue to live so that you are able to fulfill your mission and give your unique gift to the world. Those words really influenced the boy and things slowly started turning around for him. We often are reluctant to do Kirov, to reach out to those who are disconnected from Yiddishkeit. We rationalize, how can I impact other people? I'm just wasting my time. But we have to remember, our words really do matter. Sometimes it can even save a life. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.